For Talk of the Towns comes from the Maine Community Foundation, partnering with donors and nonprofits statewide to strengthen Maine communities through grants and scholarships on the web at maincf.org. It's 9.59 and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor and streaming online everywhere at WERU.org. Talk of the Towns with host Ron Beard is up next. Good morning and welcome to Talk of the Towns here on WERU. We try to go beyond the headlines to make sense of the issues facing Maine communities, to share what works, to seek alternative solutions. Talk of the Towns is produced with support from Cooperative Extension, the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine, with offices statewide. Cooperative Extension puts knowledge to work with the people of Maine, and like WERU, whose mission is to be a voice of many voices, operates out of a sense that everyone benefits when we share our knowledge, our experience, our concerns, and our perspectives. We're about to practice the magic of community radio in which those of us in the studio and you who are listening create a dialogue that we hope will be of benefit to our friends, our neighbors, and colleagues. I hope you'll stay with us for the next hour and talk of the towns. Over the last decade, local artists and residents on the Skudik Peninsula have acted on a strong belief that the arts and cultural activity contribute both to the quality of community life and to the regional economy. On our program this morning, we'll learn more about the creative economy, how it's developing on the Skudik region. We'll hear from Pam Broderick and Carol Michaud, who are organizing an innovative Skudik Creates tour this weekend, and from Mary Lowry of Skudik Arts for All. Um, and I think we'll start with uh, kind of introductions from each of them. Uh, start with you, Mary. Um, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and uh, the, the, the Skudik Arts for All organization. Thanks, Ron. Thanks for having me here. Um, I am Mary Laurie. I'm the executive director of Scudic Arts for All, and we are a grassroots community-based arts organization in Winter Harbor. We occupy a historic building on Main Street in Winter Harbor, and we hope to act as an anchor and a magnet for creative things around the community. This is our 13th year. Wow, 13 years. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the origins of Scudic Arts for All in, in just a moment. But first, I'll get some um, background on each of our other guests. Uh, Pam Broderick, uh, Pam, you're uh, co-owner um, of Works of Hand uh, Gallery in Winter Harbor. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, my husband and I bought a house across from the old Hammond Hall almost 20 years ago and have lived here in Winter Harbor for the last eight or ten years full-time and we my husband Roger Fisher and I own Works of Hand a gallery of probably about 50 artists and art authors that um, show their wares and their work in our gallery and we have an antique shop as well and over those years since Scudic Arts has taken over Hammond Hall as their headquarters and all the events going on, we refer to our end of town as the Theater Arts District. <laughs> and you're right there on the Main Street. There on Main Street. There isn't a very long Main Street, but it is a Main Street. It is, and, and we are next to the Financial District of the <laughs> bank. <laughs> <laughs> but people can walk. That's, yes. That's really important. Very walkable town right. from the Theater Arts District to the Financial to the downtown area, to the grocery store, and pick up lobster on the way. That's great. Well, let's hear a little bit from Carol Michaud. Carol, you're an artist living in Winter Harbor. Tell us a little bit about your, your art. Oh, hi. I'm Carol Michaud, and I'm glad to be here. Um, my art is focused on hometown memories right now, the mm -hmm. series I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And I always invite people to stop by my studio at 190 Main Street to visit and see my art. Um, I'm from Winter Harbor originally, and now I am here as much as I can be. Uh -huh. And, and so how, did, how did you get started as, a, as an artist? What was what were some of the, the creative uh, things that happened um, in your life that said, I'm going to pursue this? Do you remember? What really happened was uh, uh, some adversity, and I turned to art as therapy. Neat. That's yes. neat. And so it's been a wonderful outlet for me. And that, that, um, that notion of art as therapy is, is, is a pretty common one. Yes. Yeah. So the creativity The creativity processing. was sparked, right. and it gave you something else to concentrate on and something to go, make goals with and, and work towards. Well, that's great. Very great. Maybe we can come back to, to that theme because, in fact, that's, um, <laughs> maybe that's a theme for the whole show. As a community struggles with its economy, maybe art is the therapy. 
Maybe so. <laughs> Mary, tell us a little bit about the story of uh, the, the creation of Scooter Carts for All. That really came out of a community-based conversation um, that said, what's the future of this place when Navy Base um, was going to be closed? Yes, Ron, that's exactly right. In around 1998, the Navy Base announced its closure, the Navy Base at Scudic Point, and a group of citizens got together and they called themselves Scudic Futures, and they said, what are we going to do to address the economic impact when the Navy base closes? It was depopulating the town. It actually cut the population of Winter Harbor in half. It depopulated the school. There was only 23 students left in the school. And there, it was apparent that we needed to bring some, some new blood into the community, new families into the community, new professional people into the community to take the place of those people that were moving out of the the area. So uh, Cynthia Thayer at the time was the president of Scudic Futures, and she said, let's have an arts festival. Something like Mickey Rooney and, and what's her name, talking about let's have a fair or let's have a, a concert. <laughs> Did Mickey Rooney do that? Yes, of course, <laughs> in those old movies. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah, it, it started out with very little money and a bunch of volunteers, and they put together a two-week arts festival in 1999. That was the first festival, and it had workshops in all genre of the arts, and performances. It was such a resounding success that they did it again the next year. At the time, I was actually teaching. I was teaching painting, drawing, and dance. And in the year 2000, they realized that this thing was going to grow and grow and grow to a size and breadth that no one ever really conceived of. And so I became the executive director, and it did exponentially grow every year since then. So out of the adversity of the depopulation of the town and the Navy base closing came the birth of Scudic Arts for All. And somewhat related to that is actually the, the reuse of Hammond Hall, the historic landmark building, the performance center that we occupy. Um, there, was, uh, there were a lot of empty buildings in Winter Harbor, and Hammond Hall was also becoming more and more empty, less and less used as the Navy base left because of the fact that they had a, a theater group that was housed there, and they called themselves the Hammond Hall Players. So they were gone as well, and there was, there was a, a, some, some looking around for a reuse of the building. And when was Hammond Hall created? How, well, tell us a little bit about the history. We're, we're talking about Winter Harbor, but it's really it's the peninsula. It's Goolsboro, Winter Harbor, the surrounding communities. It's, it's served as a, as a hub but it started out in Winter Harbor. Tell us a little about the origins of, of Hammond Hall. Well, Hammond Hall was built in 1904 as the town center. As a matter of fact, the office that I now occupy was the Selectman's Chambers. And it's a beautiful historic building with a balcony and a beautiful stage and lights and sound system and projection and a screen. That's all because of yours and other volunteer efforts to bring that up to speed though, right? That's right. When, when we moved into the building in 2002, we had a lot of work ahead of us to make it reusable. Um, in fact, the first thing we did was remove the asbestos. That's mm -hmm. how long it had been since mm -hmm. it had been renovated. But in any case, um, it became the jewel, actually the crown jewel of Main Street and is now hosting over 100 live performances a year. So Scudic Arts um, for All is a festival in the summertime, and it's a year-round set of activities. It is indeed a year-round right. set of activities. We're, we're, I think, most known by our two-week-long festival. That's our sort of signature. People sort of know about that because it's very high profile. But it's about one-tenth of our program. We have year-round programs. Every month of the year has live performance. Mm. All of you um, have chosen to live or to work in, in this um, particular part of the coast of Maine. If you were to ask people in th the area, uh, Goolsboro, Winter Harbor, what they thought about the quality of life, what, w what would they say was really important in, th in that place? You know, Ron, I think I can answer that. I've done interviews with um, 41 of the participants in this tour, uh -huh. and almost every single person says they are here, number one, for the people. Huh. The, the, pe the friendliness and the comfort of the area, and then they're here also for the beauty and the environmental. Okay. Um, so they find that yeah. both of those things, the people and the, the natural environment, yes. inspiring. Yes, those are. What would you add to that, Pam? I would add that there are people who are now attracted because of the creativity in uh -huh. the area. Uh -huh. We had people stop in the other day in our gallery who um, winter in Florida and heretofore had been spending the last 20 years in the summer on a barge in France, but they were smitten with our area. <laughs> 
and began to look for real estate uh -huh. because uh -huh. she was looking for particularly some kind of artistic community where she could thrive. And this seemed to really answer her, her dream. And when she asked, I was able to produce all of the literature <laughs> from Scudic Arts for All, from this tour that we're putting on, and show her what a difference um, this kind of place can make in a life. But that wasn't always the case. Um, what's the history of Goolsboro and Winter Harbor in terms of its economy and its people? Mary, what's, what would you say the history was? Well, you know, continuing on with the story of the Navy base depopulating and, and piggybacking on Pam's conversation with this person who decided to settle here, we hear from people all the time about um, choosing this place to live because of the quality of life, because of the creativity. And um, I think that's something that's a, that's a very broad topic. What is quality of life and how can you quantify that? We, we know that it's a, good, it's a good place to live, but how do you actually put that into numbers? Um, we were talking about the, the, all the Navy housing that was empty, um, all the school population that was low, and you know, within five years of the Navy base leaving, the housing had been filled, the school, uh, through the cooperation of both towns, Winter Harbor and Goolsboro, rebuilt and the town became repopulated with, with galleries and shops and, and places to eat all around the town. Um, when I talk to people that, um, and I've talked like Carol has, to many people saying, uh, what brought you here? So many of them have said that this is the quality of life that I've been looking for. The real estate agents tell us all the time that they use our arts-related information to send out goodie packages to other people that are looking for a place to relocate. And when I was asked by a funder about how we're actually affecting the creative economy and I talked about quality of life, yes, you can talk about it being a nice place, but they, wanted to, they said to me, prove it. Mm -hmm. So I called the Chamber of Commerce, which Pam was the president of at the time, and I said, how many new creative businesses have come to Winter Harbor in the past five years? And the answer was 16 new creative businesses came to the peninsula in five years. Mm. I guess what the, one of the questions I was um, trying to get at was, in addition to the, this creativity, there's an underlying um, connection to the natural resources of the area. Um, and it's gone up some ups and downs, but the fishing community, mm. um, Stinson's now um, re, re kind of branded as a, a lobster yes. um, packing operation, uh, the lobster co-op, which is very important. So that, that there's a combination of, of economies here, all of which are creative. You have to be creative to be um, on the water and, and fishing. But um, all of these things come together in a, in, in a way that um, I think people find really attractive. And we're trying to be very mindful of the full scope mm -hmm. of all the, the businesses and all the um, uh, creative ways that, that people do make a living. And someone commented once as we were first talking about this, it takes a creative person to live here because you have to create a, a living sometimes from three or four different jobs. Right. And that, that, that's a creative bent in and of itself. And um, you, Ron, have come down to the peninsula a couple of times already to help both towns, Winter Harbor and Goolsboro, identify what each of our communities wants to see in our future. And I've asked you down again uh, last year to talk about growing the, the um, economy through the arts. Mm. And we've really changed that just a little bit to be more growing Scudic's creative economy because the arts alone sometimes are off-putting, mm -hmm. and it was much broader than just art. Uh, we did a, a full, as best as we could, a full inventory of the businesses that we could identify on mm. the Scudic Peninsula, which is five pages of businesses, shingles hanging out that are identifiable. But as we begin to put this tour together and begin to delve deeper in, into the peninsula and the lives of people, there's a lot more that people are doing tucked away in their homes, painters, uh, people who are telecommuting and, and working in a cr many creative ways from book publishers to writers to people that you might not see 
um, in an obvious way as creative people. So our hope is this is just the tip of our iceberg. We think it is. There mm -hmm. are more and more people um, coming, but people who have been here a long time who are doing things in many different ways. So the inventory was kind of a first step after your it summer forum last year. It most definitely was a giant first step mm -hmm. and had never been done by either town. Mm -hmm. And it, it has become a foundation. And it was very easy for people to say there are no artists here. There mm -hmm. are no... Because artists don't most often hang a shingle out mm -hmm. and don't have signs and um, they work in solitude. So this was a way to um, bring people out and certainly like many communities on the Maine coast and in the state of Maine, we have a lot of uh, a large summer population or seasonal population and that brings more and more people who um, we're finding it's also been a wonderful way for those people to become quickly or easily assimilated into the community so who otherwise wouldn't know each other. So they're making connections because they're involved in this creative economy. Yes, in some way. yes, or in through Scudic Arts, through this tour, through we have many people who will work on this tour who um, are not exhibiting artists or any of that, but have become part of the fold mm -hmm. and, f and are excited because they want to know new people as anyone would moving to a new area. So as you did the inventory, how did you actually do the inventory? Did you go out and talk with people? Did you at the look in the phone book? What, what did you at do? At the time, um, one of our um, uh, folks was, was willing and able and just drove the roads writing it all down and then we began to call it and and organize it and outline it and add what we knew but it was a real hands-on we we did not at that time um, interview people but as Carol said she's gone on to the people who became interested in this it gave us a way to um, identify people we might want to encourage to be on this tour and I believe when I talked to you Ron about this months ago you told me now don't don't be um, disappointed if it's 10 or 12 that's a good start and we have over 40 stops that's great so well where did the idea for the tour come did that come out of the inventory process what what sparked the idea for our creative tour and you it's called Scudic creates the September um, 10th and 11th that's this weekend a tour um, of created the creative economy in the Scudic Peninsula through the towns of Winter Harbor and Goldsboro what, what led to the the creation of this tour Pan? Well, I would say that it, for me, and, and the spark that um, really ignited me was uh, twofold. One was that oftentimes, um, either traveling or even in the state of Maine, many towns have studio tours or art tours or gallery tours that would um, attract people to come on certain times or certain evenings to, cer to open studios and all of that. And although we appeared to be very creative and had a lot of arts going on, there was nothing like that on mm. our peninsula that encompassed the entire peninsula. So um, that was the first thought of it. And then going out, even last year, out to Eastport and the um, Two Countries, One Bay tour that they do with uh, Canada was another inspiration. And I've been on a number of tours but this just got bigger as we broadened the definition of what creativity and, and explained that to people. So that, again, it wasn't just an art tour that would attract only a certain segment of the population or include a certain segment. It's much broader, and there's something we believe for everybody on this tour, which right. I know, Carol, by, by going out, we can see the breadth of the kinds of things that can be seen or done on the tour. I'll well, just remind, I'll just, before Carol speaks, sure. I'm just going to remind listeners that they're tuned to Talk of the Towns, and we're talking about the role of the arts in, in the economy of, of a particular part of Maine, the Scudic Peninsula, Goldsboro and Winter Harbor. In the studio, you've just heard from Pam Broderick, um, co-owner of Works of Hand, a gallery in Winter Harbor. Carol Michaud is assisting her um, in, in organizing a tour of creative enterprises, and we also have Mary Lowry of Scudic Arts for All in the studio. Um, uh, Carol, you were going to talk a little bit about going out and talking with people and asking if they're interested in this tour. What kinds of things did, did how did people react to your questions? It was wonderful. People, a lot of people always reacted with yes. Mm -hmm. And um, we have in, interested people and who are involved, people like Winter Harbor Lobster Co-op, and we realized what a creative industry they carry there, how much they market, how they market their product, and 
for this tour, they are offering 25 cents off per pound for lobsters, <laughs> so that good. may get people by. Right. Um, we have pl a place like the Harbor Girl Emporium, where they provide food for the community, but they also are Prospect Harbor Soap Company, hmm. and they make handmade soap products for everyone. And uh, it's just a very a varied group of people who are involved. We also invited the community organizations, like the Acadian Women's Club. They're very interested in seeing the town grow, and they're providing a lobster, to, lobster stew lunch. Mm -hmm. And then the libraries are both involved with a book signing at Dorcas, tour at Channing Chapel Library in Winter Harbor, and then both Winter Harbor and Goolsboro Historical Societies. Great. So, so it seems very, like what you, you've done is, mm -hmm. is to build on the success of, of kind of uh, um, activity that, that, Mary, you kind of coordinate in the summertime. You've got lots of people involved, so people are used to coming together as a full peninsula to celebrate, in your case, um, a particular um, festival of the arts. But this is kind of building on that and saying, hey, what about some kind of a tour after the summer season that uh, allows us to see ourselves in, uh, in ways that we perhaps not? People don't see those shingles on the side of the road. You have to kind of encourage that. Now, we're going to um, hear now from um, one of the folks who was on the tour. Uh, do you want to introduce um, uh, Jane Littlefield, um, Pam, or, or Carol? Uh, this is Jane Littlefield from Littlefield Gallery on Main Street in Winter Harbor. She and her husband Kelly opened the gallery, I want to say two or three years ago, she can tell you more, and they chose Winter Harbor for a particular reason, which she can tell you more about. Great. Well, welcome, uh, Jane, to Talk of the Towns this morning. Thank you. And we did open Pam's Right. This is we, where this is our third season uh, with the gallery. And uh, we represent some of the leading artists in the state, including Stone Sculpture uh, by Mark Harrington and Dawn Meserve. And she is right, we chose Winter Harbor. Um, my husband and I are both Maine natives, and uh, in fact, we include Winter Harbor in our name. We're Littlefield Gallery, Winter Harbor, Maine. <laughs> Great. It's, it's so easy to, to see your gallery um, and see the, the, the stonework that's there. What, what uh, drew you to stonework? Well, we just have this affinity in our own collection. We love them. We just love the work. Uh, Mark Harrington's local, uh, Don Meserve, and uh, we have him in our collection, and just a real appreciation for what it entails. And again, it's so much a part of uh, of what we have here in uh, in this area, in the Scudic area. What what actually attracted you to Winter Harbor and the Scudic Peninsula? Well, uh, again, we're both both. Uh, Maine natives, and um, we would, uh, in the summertime, then we would uh, always find ourselves back here, uh, staying you know, locally, and uh, we would visit other art galleries, but found that this was, it was special, pristine, there's a, an, obviously, we're doing this, so there's an appreciation for art here, and for crafts, and for sculpture, and uh, all of the the, uh, the, I mean, it just lends itself to uh, the materials that are here, wood, stone, and so on. So it's, um, and eventually we'd love to live here all year. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And when, when um, uh, Carol or Pam approached you about this um, Scudic Creates tour, uh, what, were your, what was your reaction? Uh, that I loved that, or my husband and I both loved their energy and their passion for this area inspires the rest of us. Mm. Mm. And what would you hope um, would happen as a result of this tour for, for um, you and other um, folks involved in the creative economy? What do you hope this will be the outcomes of this tour? Well, I hope, again, that, that people realize that we have people with passion like Mary and Pam and Carol and Joanna and that, that this really is, there's a sense of pride here in, in our area, in the people uh, that uh, represent the arts, and that I just hope that that more people will take advantage of it. It's not really so much about self promotion; it is right. people need to know that this exists. <laughs> this right. exists, and and when people, lots of times when people come in the gallery, then I ask them, "Have you been out to Scudic yet?" And they'll say, "No, we're on our way." And 
um, that it's like, oh my gosh, the best part is yet to come. And I say that in spite of the fact that they're at our gallery. <laughs> it's like, but you wait. But, well, it, Earlier in the show, Pam mentioned that she had traveled to Eastport and she'd seen other examples of communities coming together to um, celebrate um, the arts and the creative economy. Have you uh, seen this kind of example elsewhere in, in your travels? Well, um, we have a place in southern Maine, and uh, again, they have in right outside of Portland, and you have the fr they have the Friday art walks and that type of thing. But what what we have here is something that they really they can't do in Portland the way we can do it here. And when I say we, I mean that collectively, um, not just uh, not just Littlefield Gallery, but that here then it's open. You can you can have sculpture, you can have the sculpture symposium. You people can walk yes, they can walk between venues in Portland, but here it's it's really about place. Mm -hmm. If you see that through the art, then virtually all the artists reflect you know, to either through their materials, wood, stone images, but uh, and again for us, then some of the images are quite abstract. But they're interpreting what is the essence of Maine through their and their values come through, and that high level of commitment to the art. So it's surrounding you. You know, the nature of it is surrounding you, and uh, that's uh, something that people can you can see that it it comes out through the art. Mm. And and what what you're affirming here is some of the work that um, uh, Pam cited in terms of her interviews was that people are inspired to be in this particular place because of both um, the, the the natural world and the the arts. That there's no question about it. Absolutely. Well, Jane, I, I wish you the best of luck um, in this Thank tour you. and, and, and uh, as you develop um, your gather gallery further. And uh, um, thanks so much for being with us on Talk of the Towns. Well, thank you. Bye-bye. Good, good. That was uh, Jane Littlefield of Littlefield's Gallery in Winter Harbor. And um, she's going to be part of the Scudic Creates Tour that's coming up Saturday and Sunday um, in Goolsboro and Winter Harbor. And Joining us in the studio are folks who are, are organizing that tour, Mary Lowry of Scudic Arts for All, Pam Broderick of Works of Hand in Winter Harbor, and Carol Michaud is a, an artist in Winter Harbor. Carol, it seems like your art is, is kind of taking you to that sense of place um, that, that uh, Jane was just talking about. Say a little bit more about your work. Well, my work is focused on Winter Harbor mm -hmm. and all the memories of growing up in Winter Harbor and the layers and layers of history, people and activities and things in the town. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I really am inspired. Mm. Mm. So that, that history of Winter Harbor, um, uh, as I recall, Winter Harbor used to be part of Goolsboro, is that right? Many years ago, Many years yes. ago. Yes. And then there was this kind of the, the birth of a summer community there, uh, perhaps in reaction to what was happening on Mount Desert Island and uh, people looking That's for right. a, a quieter place um, to have their, their summers. Um, how does that, that connection between the summer community and the around population come out in, in the memories that you're, you're, you're finding? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Uh, well, the the summer population has developed some very interesting architecture and some interesting spots on Grindstone Neck. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the town's folks really enjoy Grindstone Neck as well. And there are places in my art that I... I depict that area very much. So people much. can walk to those places. We all can walk right, there, and right. we enjoy uh, the natural beauty of the area. Right. And it, yes. So in, in some ways, um, that's a year-round place. It's primarily used by the summer residents in the summer, but it's kind of available as, as a place that people find special all year round. They do, and right. there are always people walking from town and from the point right. all around that area. And we also have, have received some good financial support from the grindstone right. community. Right. So and I, very I think helpful. Um, the history that, that's been written of Winter Harbor really talks about that connection. And the folks from the, that summer community take great pride in their place and the place of Winter Harbor. And they, they seem to be supporting this notion of, of rebuilding an economy around creativity. Very yes, much been so. very helpful. Mm. And, and many of those folks uh, in town and out on Grindstone have also been very uh, instrumental in, in bringing about the efforts out at uh, the park and what was the Navy base with the Scudic Education and, Re and Research Center. Right. So that that 
place is also on the tour this weekend that um, people are encouraged to go out and see the new campus that yes. has been built and rebuilt over the last two years. It mm -hmm. is spectacular. Uh, and program, there'll be a program there, one of many they've had this year, uh, Saturday night. There is a program that will run at 7 o'clock um, on the birds, the birds of Mount Desert Island and Cuba, what links two islands together. They often have scientific speakers from not only the area, but around the country and the world coming mm -hmm. in to speak on different matters. Uh, when we stopped out there yesterday, there were people out in the tide pools, um, quite a flock of people out <laughs> in the tide pools. Right. And uh, it, as you go out around Acadia National Park, this port, the Skudik district of Acadia, you can make a stop at the Cirque uh, campus, campus yeah. and take a tour and and take a car tour or a walking tour. There is a piece of of sculpture that was done a couple of years ago out there, and then continue on out to Skudik Point, um, which ought to be spectacular this weekend. That's right. Uh, and as it. We, as we went to put this tour together, it became more obvious that we are just the next link in quite a chain of, of different activities that, and different organizations that go together to put all of us on the map at, and really what has become a Scudic brand. Mm -hmm. um, the, the Scudic National Byway, Scenic Byway, which starts at the bridge in Sullivan as you cross from Hancock into Sullivan, and will follow most of this tour. Um, obviously, Acadia National Park and the Scudic Education and Research, Research Center. Scudic Arts for All, the hall will, Hammond Hall will be open, and we'll talk a, a bit about um, Paint Winter Harbor Day, but the hall will be open as well with Rob Shetterly's paintings, 19 of his 168, I think he's up to, from Americans Who Tell the Truth, there are 19 portraits of naturalists mm. hanging in the hall. And if you've never seen them, their presence is spectacular. Mm. Absolutely. And then also this tour was um, purposefully um, planned to come this weekend so that we not only stretch the season past Labor Day, but also to coincide with the last full weekend of the Scudic International Sculpture Symposium, which is being held in Prospect Harbor this year. And there are six sculptors um, working on granite from Maine uh, in the field and to watch and to see what comes of these before they go out to their public destinations later in the month. Mm, I attended the um, symposium uh, two years ago and mm -hmm. saw that was, in fact, at the, the Scudic Education and Research Center. Yep. Um, and now it's at the um, home of U.S. Bells. Yes. And on the phone now with us is Cindy Fisher of U.S. Bells in Prospect Harbor. Welcome to Talk of the Town, Cindy. Thank you for having me. It's, well, tell us a little bit about um, U.S. Bells. How did you and your husband, Dick, get started with, with uh, uh, making bells? Well, he's always been interested in anything that combines sound and wind. And back in the early 70s, he was making bells out of flat sheets of brass that he would hammer into molds and uh, braise the sides together and put them on a push cart and got a peddler's license and would sell them in the Boston area on the weekends. And eventually did a few craft shows and stores would express an interest and it's was just the slow sort of growth, and we decided to move out of Massachusetts in the early 70s and come up here to Maine. And so you were part of that. Um, I, I remember um, a rural sociologist named Louis Plock um, talking about this movement of people um, into Maine in the, in the 70s, and he um, really um, kind of went against the sentiment at the time, he really welcomed people um, as a sociologist. He saw the richness that was being brought in. Um, so you were part of that, that, uh, that movement in. Well, when we first came up and came out on the Scudic Peninsula, it was love at first sight. Instantly, this is where we want to be. And first and foremost were the people. They were incredible and welcoming and couldn't help enough. And it was just an amazing experience. Mm. 
So now what's, if, if someone were to come on the tour, um, either uh, tomorrow or Sunday, to U.S. Bells, what would they see? What, what, what kind of activity um, would they see, and, and how do you actually um, make the bells now? Well, we do sand casting. All our bells are cast bronze, and we have wooden pattern boards, and impressions are made in the sand, and we melt bronze up to 2,200 degrees and pour it into the sand molds. Unfortunately, with that process, won't be going on this weekend as Dick uh, is down in Gardner installing a commissioned bell tower that he did for the uh, Kennebec River Rail Trail project. Oh, cool. Um, but the foundry will be open, and I'm more than happy to take anyone through and show them what we do, even though they can't see it being done. Uh, the store is open, and we have a full display of all the bells we make, as well as our daughter-in-law's pottery. She has a wood-fired kiln and has a watering cove pottery business. And, and, your, and your website, you get um, customers from all over the world. We do. It is amazing looking through our guest book to see how far afield they come. And um, as I recall, um, there's a connection um, between your bells and the natural world around you. Talk a little yeah, bit about that, that. that. That's one of Dick's big things, is he likes it to be related to the natural environment. Um, it doesn't matter if it's cold or hot or windy or not. There's still some interaction with the bells and the environment, the weather, the people around, and it's just... Um, affects the daily environment of, of where you live and what you do. Over the years, has it been um, uh, difficult to um, kind of continue um, in this business, or um, what's been your experience of, of starting um, quite small in the, in the 1970s and growing to where you are now? Well, the first years are always extremely lean. Um, you're never sure when you're going to get paid for what you're doing. Um, it's just you just keep on keeping on and persevere, and eventually things pick up and things get better, and it's just been a good experience in, in teaching us how to cope and how to um, make everything fit together well. Uh, raising a family here was an amazing experience. It was the most perfect place for the boys to grow up, and they've all worked in the foundry in the summers, and know what's involved and, you know, what all the problems are. We hope to be able to keep going. We've been doing it for 41 years now and uh, have our eye on 50. <laughs> Great. Tell us a little bit about what the other activity that's going on um, adjacent to U.S. Bells um, this summer, um, the International uh, Sculpture Festival. How have you been involved with that? Well, uh, they were looking for a field, and we gladly gave them use of our baseball field since uh, T-ball is over by July. And to see those huge stones of granite brought in on the first day and to see where they are now five weeks later is incredible. Mm -hmm. um, it's been great having them right next door because we can see the daily progression, whereas when it was out at Scudic, it would be a week or more before you could see you know, what, what the changes were. And the people that go back and forth between here and the symposium are just in awe of, of what's happening over there. Mm. I would encourage anybody that's out on the tour to make that one of their definite stops. Great. And, and, and stepping back just um, a bit, um, how do you see the kind of creative economy kind of going? How, what, what's your hope for this uh, Scudic Creates tour and, and what might happen um, later on? Uh, what's your hope for the region? Well, we could only hope that as people see the artistic and the creativity going on, that more and more people would say, I'd like to be there, even if I can't do it, I want to see it, I want to be involved in it, I want it to enrich my life. It's, it's um, I can't even think of a good word for it, mm. but it's, it's just something that you can internalize, mm. you know, as part of your life, just knowing that all this wonderful stuff is there around you and going on, and that people are doing it and being inspired by it. Oh, that's great, Cindy. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us here on Talk of the Towns, and good luck um, to you and Dick uh, as you move towards 50 years at U.S. Bells <laughs> in Prospect Harbor. Thank you very much. That was Cindy Fisher. She and her husband, Dick, own and operate U.S. Bells um, in, in Prospect Harbor. Um, so that's, that's uh, we've heard from two of the people on your tour that, that's coming up. Why don't I encourage listeners to call in? Maybe they've got some questions or some observations from their own experience. They can participate this morning at one 625 9378 Again, that's one 626 625-9378. That's a toll-free number. If you'd like to participate in talking about how the role of, of the arts can stimulate the local economy. Uh, we're using uh, the Scudic Peninsula, Goolsboro, and Winter Harbor as an example, but perhaps in your community, the arts also play a role. The creative economy plays a role, and we'd love to hear from you. one 625 9378 So we've heard from two of the folks on your tour. You've got how many? 23? 43? 41 stops. Actually, 42 stops, but also um, at least eight or nine special events. And Carol can tell you more about Paint Winter Harbor Day on Saturday. Yep. Paint Winter Harbor. I hope that means that you're not painting the buildings. We're not. Okay. We're not. Uh, we have uh, invited artists of all types, people who draw, paint, use pastels, sculpt, whatever they may do. We've invited them to join us for a, a day of um, creating on the peninsula. We've called it Paint Winter Harbor Day, but it's open to the whole peninsula, mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is wonderful about this is that these people will create all day long something. You'll see them. You can stop and talk to them. You can watch their progress. And then at the end of the day, at 3 to 5 o'clock that afternoon at Hammond Hall, we're going to have an auction. So if you'd, pref- if you'd like to buy some of the art that you've seen created that day, you have very welcome oh, to do great. so. And there'll be an artist reception as well. You'll be able to meet the artist, talk to them, and have some refreshments. Great. So I think it will be a really fun day. It will augment our tour in right. a really nice way. Tell us about some of the other stops on the tour, the possible stops on the tour. You've got a nice brochure, and you've got a website, so if people wanted to get this information, even at this late date, they can go to your website, which is www.scudiccreates.com. And there is a copy, small as it may be, on the website, but also, obviously, all the brochure, the brochure map will be available at all the participating um, stops big signs that we hope you won't miss. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, if you're coming either from Ellsworth or Millbridge, out on Route 1, there are two uh, stops where you can uh, stop, pick up the maps. Uh, they'll be well marked as you come into the area from either direction. And we'll also have available uh, brochures for the Scudix National Scenic Byway, mm. which will augment this tour because there are as some people have mentioned, um, some of the the sculptors uh, who have been part of the International Sculpture Symposium in years past, their sculptures are sitting in some of our towns as you go through, and you'll want to stop and just see those, mm-hmm. as well as out at Cirque in the park and mm-hmm. other venues. Um, we also have I was thinking as um, Cindy Fisher was talking about being on the web and, and getting orders from all over the world, we have some other very large um, businesses that may seem small to local people, but who have great presence in the internet world. And uh, Grindstone Neck Smokehouse um, has not only smoked fish and, and, and smoked cheeses and products, and I do believe they're giving out samples um, on the tour. They, I was told by some folks in New York that on the foodie kinds of chat rooms, they're, they're all the talk because mm. of the, the great food they, they make. And, and one of our foundation, corner foundations, literally and figuratively, is uh, the Bartlett wine that is on the far east part of this tour, but it is worth a stop. They too will have sampling, and um, they have expanded their business into uh, hard spirits. So they have grown with their business as well and are dependent on not just the local business, but um, in a much broader sense. And yet we get to be 
part of their customer base as well. All right. one 625 9378 or locally 469-0500. If you're um, interested in talking, perhaps sharing your experience or your questions with us as we talk about the role of the creative economy. Mary, could you have hoped for anything more? <laughs> as, as you started out, um, first as, as a, um, a teacher yourself and then executive director of Scudic Arts for All, um, this seems like the creative economy is, is, is ready to burst forth somehow. I think you're right about that, Ron. You know, we, we started out trying to have a certain small effect, which was to let people of the world know that Winter Harbor exists and that it's a nice place. And because of our presence there, certain maybe um, magnetism was created mm. that drew in a cluster of other creative endeavors. And I'll just use the Scudic International Sculpture Symposium as one of the examples. Um, Jesse Salisbury, the director of the Scudic International Sculpture Symposium, saw that um, after he had gone around the world doing symposia in other places, that maybe as a sculptor himself, as a sculptor right. himself. Um, that, that this place would be ideal. We've got this natural resource. We're standing on beautiful stone, granite and basalt. How about if we have something here? But how does one person bring this thing together? So he came to Scudic Arts for All and, and asked us if, if we would launch the Scudic International Sculpture Symposium, which we did. Now they're their own standalone uh, organization. And this is one of the things that I think is the greatest thing that happens when you've got a, a large center, an art center like this, is there, it's a springboard for other creative endeavors. Um, through the Scudic International Sculpture Symposium, perhaps that's part of what the tie-in with Jane Littlefield from the Littlefield Gallery was talking about. Certainly works of hand, Pam's Gallery, have carried the artwork of the sculptors that have been involved, that have come here because of the symposium. So this, this uh, springboard effect has been fabulous for the Scudic International Sculpture Symposium, the Winter Harbor Music Festival, which take place, takes place at Hammond Hall, the Image Gazer Film Festival, and others. Um, this is how we create this cluster. This is how we build momentum. It grows in, a, in an exponential way as it, as it snowballs because of this anchor that has, that has happened in, in Winter Harbor and on the Scudic Peninsula. So that, that notion of the anchor being both the people and the place, the natural resources of the place. Um, we hear a lot of talk about jobs these days. If you listen to any of the national media, everybody's talking about jobs. How does this translate? Um, Mary, you talked a little bit about that um, as we opened the show. But um, these are people who are making a living. We don't necessarily call them jobs. They're, they're pursuits. Um, but how does this relate to the economy? Mm -hmm. There's, there's a number of ways that, that we can take a look at how this magnetism or this cr uh, critical mass re uh, relates to jobs and people able to be earning a living. Uh, one thing that I believe in, I'm an artist myself and I live in Maine, is, is that I and we believe that our creative pay people must be able to make a living here in Maine with their creative endeavors. Otherwise, they're going to be making a living somewhere else mm. or in some other field. So what can we do to help creative people stay here and do their creative work? Well, Scudic Arts for All has made a commitment for two years in a row that we're hiring Maine-based talent. So that's one of the ways that we can, we can help. That's one of the ways that, that we can do our share. But I'd like to just tell a very short story. I'll try and keep it a short story about one particular person that um, uh, shows the effect of this rippling through. We had a, 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 chamber, a Chamber of Commerce business after hours a couple years ago, and a young lady right out of art school came over to me. Her name is Caitlin Metcalf. And she said, I want to do a show at Hammond Hall. So I said, OK, we'll do a show. And um, she put up her paintings, and we put her artwork on our website to, to pr promote the show. We also sent out an email blast saying, here's a show in an artist reception. And because of the promotion that was done on this show, uh, the executive director of Mono and Mono, another nonprofit in um, Down East Maine, saw her work and commissioned her to do the masthead for all of their stationery and for their website. Yet another person saw our email blast, emailed me and said, oh, this looks like a really interesting person and I want her to do a presentation out here at Stonington Opera House in Deer Isle. So Caitlin went out there and did a presentation. Works of Hand now carries her artwork. She sold five or six paintings 
at the reception that was at Hammond Hall, and now she's, she's launched. She's well on her way to her career in the arts because of this anchor and this magnetism that happens when you have a center. Great. Thanks for that story. We have a phone call. Let's go ahead and, and find out where our caller is calling from and, and their question or comment, please. Yes, go ahead. Hi there. Um, I'm calling from Sudan, and uh, my, uh, my comment uh, and question is, uh, it's pretty clear to me how uh, linked Sudan is to Scudic and Scudic Arts for All, and I wonder what it would take to jump across the bay and uh, include it in, um, in your tour. Great, great thought. Um, uh, how, how do we expand this if, if there's energy to expand it? Pam? Well, we are pleased that Ron himself is coming to Hammond Hall on Wednesday, September 28th at 7 o'clock to do a forum um, where we will talk directly about the tour, uh, comments, wrap up, and most importantly, where we go from here. And we would love to have you join us. If Great. that's possible. Great. Thanks for that call and, and the notion that um, this is, um, it, it grows from one place, but it expands to a region. And Mary, you certainly draw um, your talent from all over the state of Maine. And you, you know that people come from all over the state of Maine and elsewhere to come to the festivals and, and to the, the concerts. Yes, indeed, and Steuben is very active in the arts. We have a, a great percentage of our constituency is from the town of Steuben, and um, we're in this situation where the Scudic Peninsula is on the very edge of, of the county. Really, Steuben is on the other side over in Washington County, but we, we consider you our absolute neighbors. Great, great. Well, I, I think we've got time for one more phone call if anybody would like to call. 469-0500 or toll-free 1-866-625-9378. Well, what haven't we talked about that you wanted to talk about? What, is, what else is left to, to uh, say? Your, your um, goals for the tour um, extend the season a little bit, um, tie into the Scudic International Sculpture Festival so that people get to see that, highlight these um, 41 businesses, have special events all on a two-day schedule. That's a lot of work. How do you, how do you get all that done? The two of you, I understand that there's Joanne Smith, who is Joanna Smith, who's helping you out. Yes. yes You've got some other volunteers. Integral part of our group. Yes. 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 And she was able to find a number of volunteers. We yeah. um, had 5,000 brochures printed that needed to be hand-folded. Mm -hmm. And we, so we've <laughs> had lots of people um, doing a lot of hands-on hands -on work. Carol has been painting parts of the signs and numbering and... But it, it's an investment in the future, is right. what we're hoping, that this is a tour for this weekend, but that Scooter Creates will go on and grow. And you've got some ways to document that, I understand. Some folks are going to be documenting that with photographs. Yes, um, we will have um, at least two or three photographers out all weekend at every stop. So at the meeting I was referring to on the 28th, there'll be quite a slideshow and also be those photographs will be available for us to put on the website. And we, we are fully aware of the amount of work it takes to do this kind of thing, but, but have kept going, I think, because we feel that a lot of the foundation has been created this year and right. um, hoping that it will continue, obviously. And I, I think one of the other big hopes is to have local people come as well. This is not just for people right. from away. Many of us have not had an opportunity to go to every business or know everybody, so we hope a lot of local people will take the time. We have one more phone call. Go ahead with your comment or question, please. I'd just like to say thanks so much for such a great show, and you guys must have learned an incredible amount about working with people and coordination and um, getting along. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are you calling from, for, sir? Um, do you have anything like this in, in your community? Yeah, I'm on the Blue Hill Peninsula, so, you know, we've actually had positive effects from this and from the, you know, sculpture symposiums. You know, it, it's, it, it's already had ripples. Oh, that's great. So, thank you so much. Well, thanks for your call this morning. All right. You're, you're tuned to Talk of the Towns. We're, we're wrapping up our program about the role of the creative economy. We're using the Scudic Peninsula as an example, Goolsboro and, and Winter Harbor. 
what else, what are your hopes? Um, you're going to have this kind of wrap-up session on the 28th. What would you like to come next year or in, in future years? What's your, what's your hope? We'd like, to, we'd like to um, see more people uh, involved in um, other ways. Uh, we'd, li we're, we'd like to add more businesses and more organizations and more artists to our group. We'd like to know about who does what in the community that we don't know about right now. Um, we'd like to share all the information we have with the community, and we would like to have a lot of interaction with with people around. Well, uh, it seems to me yeah. that, that there's a lot of talk about the economy and jobs. You guys are actually doing something about it. <laughs> you know, you're kind of showcasing what already exists, and, and Mary, I think your philosophy and, and your 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 organization's philosophy is to build on what exists as, as, as assets. And that's the way that we go forward. It, it, it isn't magic. You know, it doesn't happen by magic. It happens because you build on what you have. Indeed. In fact, um, together we can do more than we can do alone. And um, I wanted to just uh, talk a little bit about some of the things that Pam was touching on and that Carol was touching on about the creative economy to say that, um, you know, it's not just artists sitting in the garden with a straw hat and painting. <laughs> the creative economy is made up of anyone who can transform knowledge and ideas into products and services. It has to do with um, glass blowers and furniture makers and architects and educators and scientists and people involved in technology, artists, writers, photographers, it's, it's libraries, it's museums. Um, it, it has to do with the, the wider community. So when we talk about the creative economy, it involves anyone that has a creative endeavor. Mm. And I think it, the, the, the notion that the fishing community is part of that through um, whether it's the, the smokehouse or um, it's the fisherman's co-op, those are creative endeavors. And, and as you said, um, you said that people had to kind of cobble together a living. Well, Fishermen are the original cobblers that's together right. of right. having to do fish for one thing in one season. That's that's beginning to change. We've had guests on the show talk about some of those changes, but um, the, the co-op is really showing the example that we've got a worldwide market. It starts in a, in a local place, um, those local waters, but it, it expands outward. And, it, and it, the depth and breadth of it is, and that definition for a creative economy, um, finding as a learning curve for all of us to find out what that really entailed, including that aquaculture and agriculture. And we are blessed with three very vibrant um, organic farms on the peninsula, two of which will be open for the tour. Great. Uh, and, and everything is <clears throat> growing literally. Uh, right. And more people made it more, um, more of a livelihood, really. Yeah. And, and were there skeptics along the way that have said, gee, the creative economy might not be something we'd want to invest in? There were a couple, but <laughs> um, the other part of it is I think that doing this when things are down made people sit up and take notice more mm. because it, if we can make this a go in this kind of economy, right. that we will position ourselves to be stronger and broader um, when things hopefully do come back to whatever level they come back. Great. Well, I want to thank you all for being our guests this morning and talking about the role of the arts and the creative economy. I just have a reminder that um, folks, um, and, and Mary, you said that um, you really like this idea that, that uh, there's an event um, coming up um, in the next uh, couple of weeks, um, Clean Water and Clean Shores. And there are shoreline cleanups. Um, there's cleanups via kayak in the in the Frenchman's Bay area. There's cleanups via boat, and uh, there's shoreland cleanups. And you can all get involved in that by um, getting involved on September 17th. And the person to call is Terry Begley of Friends of Acadia. So if you're interested in in clean water and clean shores, and Mary, you said that that we we really want those clean waters, don't we? We do indeed. It's, it's the center of our quality of life, and it comes down to um, the reason that people live here and, the, and who we want as neighbors. Great. 
Great. Well, it's come to that time when I want to remind you that this program was produced with support from Cooperative Extension and the Hancock County Extension Association. With offices in each county, Cooperative Extension is the major educational outreach program of the University of Maine. Our radio collaboration with WERU began in 1990 and continues with your support. Join us from 10 to 11 on the second and fourth Friday mornings of each month for Talk of the Towns. Our theme music, when it when it's available, is from Coronac, a Balmain House Highland music recording. Thanks again to our uh, guests in the studio, Pam Broderick, co-owner of Works of Hand in Winter Harbor. Carol Michaud is an artist in Winter Harbor, and she and, and Pam and, and others are working on this uh, Scoot It Creates tour that happens uh, September 10th and 11th. That's uh, tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday on the Scoot Peninsula. Thanks to Mary Lowry from Scoot Arts for All. Thanks to Jane Littlefield and Cindy Fisher for being with us on the phone. Thanks to those of you who listened and called in with your questions. Thanks to our underwriters at Maine Community Foundation and others. Thanks to Amy Brown for engineering our program. And stay tuned for On the Wing with Joel Raymond. This is Ron Beard, your host for Talk of the Towns, wishing you a good morning. Mira que pesa el sufrir.